You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hey everybody, welcome back to Letterman Road. This is the Playoff Drive. It's brought to you by Byers Auto. I'm Austin Ward. That's Jeremy Birmingham and Spencer Holbrook. And it was a virtual media day in this uh, continuing strange season. Uh, Ohio State took their turn talking about the national title game on Monday night against Alabama, which remains on track to be played as scheduled. Ohio State practiced uh, for the third day in a row this week. The Woody Hayes Athletic Center is open. And the defense talked about the matchup. All, all signs continuing to point towards Monday night. Kerry Combs, uh, Haskell Garrett, Jonathan Cooper, Pete Warner, Justin Hilliard, Marcus Williamson, and Sean Wade were the people who joined us, just in case you're keeping track uh, ahead of Monday night. Burham, what was your uh, leading takeaway as the Buckeyes get ready for a pretty big challenge uh, from this vaunted Alabama offense? Obviously, there was a lot of talk about Devontae Smith, some talk about Jalen Waddell, a lot of talk about Najee Harris, but not really a lot of talk about Mac Jones. And I think that that's a mistake people are making in heading into this game because I think ultimately – this game is going to be won by which quarterback plays better. And Mac Jones has been as good uh, as anyone all year long. And, um, you know, I, I think that his role in their offense is somewhat being uh, ignored because what Tua did there the last couple of years. But, um, you know, I think that's the one for me. I, I, I don't – I know the Buckeyes aren't overlooking Mac Jones, but it seems like uh, we folks in the media might be a little bit. There was a lot of talk too, Spencer, about the Joe Moore Award which Alabama claimed. I know you've been paying close attention to that all year. So that's talking about, you know, Jonathan Cooper and Haskell Garrett evaluating that challenge. Uh, they know what they're in for, but they also uh, have had a lot of success over the last couple of weeks and really all season generating pressure. I think they wanted a little bit more credit for what the Rushmen have done uh, heading into this matchup against that unit. And I know Berm just touched on Mac Jones being the key to this game, but it's also if Alabama can establish a running game and get Najee Harris going before the passing game even has to do anything, it's going to be really tough to see Ohio State find a way to win the game. I think this offensive line for Alabama against the Rushmen, however little credit they've gotten, they've been spectacular all season. I think that matchup is just as big as any because if Ohio State can generate pressure, even though Mac Jones is going to get the ball out quickly, if Ohio State can generate pressure, get him off a spot, he's not as mobile of a guy as Alabama probably wants back there. If you can get him off a spot, get him into some weird throws and keep Najee Harris bottled up as well as you possibly can because he's that good of a running back where you can't really do that altogether, I think Ohio State has a good chance in this game. And I think that's what it comes down to is the offensive line of Alabama versus the front of Ohio State. I think what's, what's going to be interesting is today and then tomorrow – uh, the different tones of playoff drive because, look, you know, Alabama's offense has everything you could possibly need. It's going to be a huge challenge for Ohio State, much more so than Clemson, uh, which primarily just didn't have the same talent up front. Uh, they had no way to block uh, Ohio State, and and they had limited options at wide receiver, in my opinion, as well. I think that bore itself out in the game. Alabama's going to score points, okay? Uh, when you look at the challenge for Ohio State, they're going to have to get one or two turnovers and create a ton of pressure to get enough stops. Because tomorrow what we're going to talk about is that Alabama's defense doesn't have the tools to stop Ohio State's loaded offense. So it's really – I mean, 
it's just going to be t- depend on the day because this one is absolutely going to be a shootout, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I think you're looking at like a 62 to 59 type final. I mean, I, I don't see I don't see either of these defenses doing enough to slow down the offense. But you know, when we're talking about the the Rushman specifically, they obviously have been um, the heart and soul of the Ohio State defense for years now, and every week it's been sort of a guessing game as to who's going to be in there. And, and I, that's going to continue. So, um, you know, we, we obviously have a pretty good sense that Haskell Garrett and Jonathan Cooper, just by the fact that they were on the call today are going to be, you know, good to go. Um, but you just don't know who else is back, who else is out, you know, and those sort of moving parts make it very difficult to think about how you stop Alabama from establishing the running game, because, you know, the Buckeyes need a full complement of players to really be able to rotate in and stay fresh against those massive linemen that Alabama has. Yeah, this would be uh, an opportune time for Ohio State to get Tyler Friday back. We, uh, He's obviously been unavailable for a while, but he was, the fact that he's continued to travel with the team uh, and was on the sideline on Friday night, uh, you know, really rallying the guys and being one of their biggest cheerleaders and bringing a lot of uh, energy from the sideline, you know, so obviously that wasn't a COVID unavailable um, or a positive test case for him. He's someone that you would need back. And I think if you're looking to supplement the pass rush, we don't know what the status at this point for Zach Harrison would be. Um, you know, Baron Browning, I really like what he brings off the edge. It would be kind of fitting. I, I said this to you the other day, Berm. Uh, you know, all this talk about what position is he best that's gone on for four years. If he has to finish it by shuffling positions for one more week, he created some, uh, some pressure uh, that, uh, that Zach Warren is going to break down on Buck IQ, you know, that stand up edge rusher, maybe even just being a true defensive end in the Rushman package, you know, it'd be, that'd be, uh, like I said, a fitting in for his career to slide down to defensive end for the last game of his career. Yeah, I agree. Spencer. I think, I think Baron Browning has to play that position because I, if Ohio State's missing some depth, we don't know what the status of Zach Harrison could be like you said, but Justin Hilliard's playing so well at linebacker that it kind of takes the the place for Baron Browning in the linebacker room a little bit out. You, you kind of need Justin Hilliard on the field the way he's playing right now. So if you can slide Baron Browning in, get his athleticism on the field at defensive end, you kind of have to. I think that's where Ohio State should turn uh, because he's quick enough where he can get to Mac Jones quickly because, like I said, Alabama's going to get the ball out quickly, get the ball to their wide receivers. And, and if, if uh, Baron Browning can be a problem on the interior and, and wherever he needs to rush the passer, I think Ohio State has a better chance in this game. I agree. A couple big, uh, adult, sorry, Baron, did you have more on Baron there? No, no, that's it. I agree. I mean, you got to get your best players on the field here and your best athletes on the field to compete against Alabama. And, um, you know, Baron Browning's athleticism, is worth maybe him being inexperienced at a position just because, you know, similar to what I said about Josh Proctor a week ago, guys like that, they, they they make plays, they may make mistakes, but in a game like this, when you know, you're going to give up 40 points, 45 points, it's, it's worth it to have that risk reward. I think out there. I think it's worth a reminder as well that, you know, Baron Browning, even dating back to last season, um, you know, Ohio state knew that he could bring something special as a pass rusher. They're trying to find the exact right way to use it, but, before games, you would see Baron Browning working with Larry Johnson. That's not something you'd think he would only do one day a week. So working on, you know, those four key moves that are in the toolbox that Larry Johnson teaches, this wouldn't be just a thing where he's got to do it overnight. Now, is it different if you spend four years working under Larry Johnson and just then just occasionally while you play linebacker? Of course it is. But, um, you know, some of the responsibilities that Ohio State would be asking for Baron Browning if he does help out up front, which we don't know if he will or won't, uh, but it seems like a good fit, and he's done it before. Um, 
And Spencer, you brought this up with Justin Hilliard. Just for the sake of, of clarifying for Berm, he's not going to come back for year seven. All right. He's intrigued. His parents are asking him about it, but uh, he said he's going to, he's given all he's got to give for Ohio state. He's got one more outing left in him on Monday night. I think it's fitting for him to go out with a national championship game appearance, right? He's been through so much. It just, it just kind of feels right for him to be able to play in this kind of a game, playing at the level he is uh, in the sixth year, a guy who's, who's been through uh, damn near everything for this program and given everything for this program, you know, let him go out after six years, but at least get him a national championship as his parting gift, right, Berm? I mean, yeah, I mean, everyone knows how much I appreciate guys like Justin Hilliard and Jonathan Cooper, but I think the, the best thing that's happened in, in the last six weeks is as horrible and hellscapish as this year uh, has been for Ohio State. The fact that Justin Hilliard has put himself in a position now where he's been able to show NFL people what he can do on the football field, uh, I think is is kind of a baby miracle that's happened out of this because he's going to get a shot in the NFL and he wouldn't have gotten that shot if not for this season and the way things have worked out. And, he, and he's not only proven that he's a reliable leader in the locker room, and, but he's actually showing that, hey, he can be more than just a special teams guy. He's, he can be an every down linebacker. And he made the linebacker core better this year, which, you know, I, I think he just probably he, he probably won't talk about it yet or, you know, might take a few months for it to really hit him. But um, after everything he went through to have that opportunity to put himself into the NFL, I think it's just uh, fantastic. Another kind of important, uh, I mean, we knew what Justin Hilliard's decision was going to be. Couldn't have been quite so sure about Marcus Williamson. He uh, is a senior who will elect, he said, to return next year for Ohio State. So obviously the attention is on Monday night and what he can give, but he will be around for next year. Uh, so that there's twin things going on. Uh, Marcus Williamson at cornerback, slot corner, a little bit of safety against Clemson as well. Uh, when Ohio State did some different things. I thought that was the best game that he's played. Uh, I believe he was a special team. He was honored for his work on special teams and the tackles that he made as a special teams player of the game. But he really showed up in some ways that I think Ohio State needed in the secondary. And if you rewind back to the start of this year, he's a little bit of an example of how much Ohio State needed more games. Uh, you see after six, seven weeks that a, a different guy than week one were missed tackles, some blown coverages. And it really looked a little rough for Marcus Williamson and all three of us you know, we had to point that out because it was true. There was no denying it. But you also, you know, that's why you continue to develop guys, why you continue to work with them, uh, why Kerry Combs uh, had faith that he could work through it. They could see the personnel, um, you know, physical ability in him and what he could bring to that personnel in the scheme in the back end. So, you know, he's going to be key on Monday against Alabama. And it's a firm you can maybe, you know, how, how put this in context for what that means as Ohio State uh, retools and, and keeps recruiting in the secondary for next year. Well, I mean, first and foremost, I think it's just a good reminder for people out there that everyone's time comes differently. I mean, Marcus Williamson came into Ohio State in the 2017 recruiting class with Jeff Okuda, Sean Wade, Kendall Sheffield, uh, Isaiah Pryor, Brennan White. Like, it was a class full of defensive backs, and he'll be the last one standing, um, you know, in, in a year when the Buckeyes had no opportunity to really figure out what guys could do early. It's just important to have that depth uh, because there is some – conversation at least about the fact that hey a guy like seven banks could end up taking off for the nfl after this year so he's got the type of physical school skills that people are looking for um and so you want that sort of continuity and it, behind sean wade and seven banks 
what else is there a corner right now that's ever played any games? You have Cam Brown returning from an injury next year, but then you have Legend Cavazos and, and Ryan Watts, um, who are obviously raw. You have Denzel Burke, who has not ever really played cornerback coming in in the 21 class. You've got uh, Ja'Kalen Johnson and Jordan Hancock, but they're not getting into campus till June. So um, you really need, and I think that I'll circle it back to Justin Hilliard and Jonathan Cooper, for example, the leadership that those guys have pr- put on display in their position room, even though they haven't always been the most productive guys on the field uh, is worth it. And that's why, you know, when numbers are tight and you hear all that all the time, but it's worth it to have a guy that's been in the program and understands that what it takes to, to make it. And, and I'll kind of piggyback off of that, Vern, the, the secondary, we talked, we talked earlier in the season about the, uh, nickel position and how it was kind of a position of concern. Well, I think it's actually becoming a, a position of strength. Marcus Williamson looks good on the field right now. Uh, they've got a freshman, Lathan Ransom, starting to play really well, play good football right now. I think you're starting to see a tran- transition in this secondary from liability to serviceable to now becoming a, a pretty decent secondary. And the stats aren't going to show it because the Indiana game is always going to be there and ha- there's always going to be that 500 spot. And Trevor Lawrence got 400 yards, but they were 400. A lot of them were kind of phantom yards, I think. But this secondary is, is turning it around. I think they're playing pretty well. And it's a lot in part because of that uh, slot corner position, which is going to be huge trying to guard a guy like John Mechie when the corners have so much responsibility with Waddle and with Smith. I mean, it's going to be huge in this game. It's about versatility. I mean, these guys, you know, the Buckeyes are still unsure if they're going to get Marcus Hooker and, and Ronnie Hickman back to full strength. So, I mean, it, really it's about bodies when you're playing Alabama. you got to have guys out there that can just get in there and run. And I think the loss of Ronnie Hickman, the inability for him to develop over this last month when, you know, we, we don't even know what happened with him. He was not on the list of game time availability or, or decisions for the Big Ten championship game. And then, didn't end up playing and, and uh, didn't play against Clemson. So you, you hope that you get everyone back because, you know, like I said, you, you need a fully functioning defense to beat uh, Alabama. Yeah, huge. Uh, obviously, I mean, this is a national title game. It's an all hands on deck situation. And we've talked about uh, you're going to have to get contributions from everybody if you're going to win, if you're Ohio State and win that national title in the college football playoff uh, championship. Speaking of playoff, this has been the playoff drive brought to you by Byers Auto. That's Berm and Spencer Holbrook. I'm Austin Ward, Ohio State. On track to play on Monday night, full coverage of the Buckeyes, as always, at lettermanrow.com.